we have done so much controlled breeding of dogs. You see, like, a wiener dog? Yeah, that doesn't exist. It's like... That's not a that, thing. It's horrifying. Or, like, a pug. That do, that's not a real thing. Can you... This is getting a little that dark That would now. never survive in the wild. But, like, can you imagine, like, if we bred people that way? It's like, I want my dog to have a torso six times longer than its legs. <laughs> I want my if, human to have a torso six that, times longer than its legs. If we did that, you'd be put in jail. Exactly. And rightfully so. But it's so. cool because it's a dog. Because it's a dog. You're like, this, I can do whatever I want. And they're always happy. They are. They love you for it. They love you for With it. With their stupid they little stick like legs. Dumb, short <laughs> legs. And I can't breathe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Straight Red. I'm your host, Jeff Ross, and with me, the forgotten son of Egypt, Alex S. Kibler. Alex, is that a biblical reference? Are you Moses? No. <laughs> no. Are you Moses? And the worst part and about this... answer your earlier question, yeah. yes, that's a biblical okay. reference. Okay, the worst part about this joke is that there's literally nothing I can say and not offend somebody. That's right, I, put you, I backed you into a corner. I, I can't make a good Moses joke right about now. Oh, I mean, you could try. I'm not going to try. You don't want those emails? No, I mean, as, as empty as our straight red inbox is... <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd I get don't emails. want our religious comments in there. You'd, you'd get you'd get emails about your Moses joke. M- 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 most certainly. Was that your Moses joke? No. Oh, that's funny though. It's a funny joke in no, retrospect. It's, it's not funny. <clears throat> yeah. So, how are you? I'm well. How's how's your biblical referencing going? It you went really well. You had a comedy thing. Did you make any Moses jokes? No, no, you want jokes that are funny. Uh, I had a show earlier. We had to delay the recording of this podcast because of it. And then it sounded like you were going to throw a hissy fit, but you didn't, and I appreciate it. I throw many a fit. But you didn't this time. No. And I appreciate that. It's, it's listen, hey. I, I was it's concerned. Just, I'm just glad that I'm here with you. I oh, mean, that's nice. That's nice. Because I was prepared. To it's my let, weekly to... respite from the natural world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is this unnatural? What are we saying? Well. <laughs> what is happening here? Never mind. Yeah, you shut your mouth. All right? I know where you live, literally, because I'm here right now. Yeah, and I've never been to your apartment. That's Are you a figment of my imagination? Wouldn't that be a sad twist for Are both half, of us? It's like roughly half of the time occupied on every show, just like silence. silence. <laughs> and no one has the heart I to tell you. you. Yeah. No one has the heart to tell you. Oh, God, 5,000 people listen to this crap. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. I found out recently that one of my younger brothers listens to this every week. Really? Yes. This came up because we were uh, our previous podcast didn't go out on time. And he sent me a text message. He said, well, wh- where's, where's the show? Where's the show? And I'm like, you listen to the podcast? I didn't know he even listened to the podcast. And he says, yeah, I listen to it every week. That's crazy. He listens to it every week. We're changing lives here. Well, I don't, I'm related to him. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But I was You're I saying was it's a pity listen? I don't know. He might, might be an obligation <laughs> listen. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, I did not know he listened to the podcast. So, Sean, I appreciate it. Uh, I was surprised. Much, yes, very much we appreciate it. He's a football it. fan. Yeah. Like regular football <laughs> that most people talk about. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's, he's a regular football uh, fan. So I, I just I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected that. So I, I appreciate that. That's and really I, great. And now I'm wondering, like, do my other relatives listen I, yeah, no. to this? You're gonna have I didn't some look into crazy it. uncle who's like, well, last Every week, week when you're talking about David to come, I yeah. had to say. I Maybe they got opinions. Now yeah. I, I'm like, well, how does Sean feel about this? Exactly. He's out in L.A. Does he have a strong take on the L.A. Galaxy? Did he go to that game? Probably did. Oh, that was a good one. I don't Alex know what game Kimber. you're talking about. I do. I don't think there's any soccer this last weekend. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> really quick before we get into my sadness, uh, uh, I hope a big uh, fond and uh, heartfelt get well soon. And to our producer Trevor, who was a little under the weather last week, we apologize for the late show. We will make up with it. Make up it to you with mediocrity. I ruined that whole. You ruined thing. it, but you know for I'm a moment. I write these down. You notice how I don't write anything down. That's because you're a true comedian. I came here for the compliments, so <laughs> you lost. <laughs> Big time. Is that a fancy way of saying L.A. Galaxy Five, New York City FC One? I will give you this credit, because I have to, or else there's nothing interesting to talk about. For 20 minutes, 
New York was in this game. Well, and that's not the first time that you could say that about an NYCFC match this year either. That's been a thing. The 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 whole idea where you, you, something goes wrong and they kind of get a little down on themselves and no one makes runs and no one's aggressive and they sort of play a little bit more passive, that has happened multiple times this season. But for 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, they played with them. Played with them. Yeah. And then Los Angeles remembered we're, oh, wait, LA, we're the Galaxy. And we're at home. Yeah. And New York remembered who they were. I'm going to tell you right now, if, if this Galaxy team stays healthy, they might be the first winners of the Champions League. They're gunning for it, by the way. They, they need to be. All of these off-season moves and these moves in the summer transfer window yeah. for L.A., all of these moves have been to get depth in every position. So no, I know everyone focuses on DPs. Don't get me wrong. The DPs matter. Yeah. They absolutely matter. But they also have these players like Sebastian Legett. What a signing. West Ham's just wrong. Why didn't they yeah, play I don't him? know. But anyway, you get these signings on the cheap because Bruce Arena's some kind of wizard. He, he just exactly. knows that this player is good and will be able to play in his system. You get these people not only to play league play, but let's face it, LA doesn't actually have to win anything else. No. They've, they've got the most MLS Cups. They don't really have to They've prove proven that. their point. They've proven their point. At this point, the only thing they really need is the Champions League. Yeah. And I think they're gunning for it. Now, this came up, and I know we'll get to the game, but this has come up many a time about how MLS teams are somewhat at a disadvantage in how the Champions League is set up. Or you could argue how MLS is set up. That we have an off season. Right. At the wrong time. At the wrong time. Yes. When everybody else is mid season. Right. And how MLS works with parity and. And, and salary caps, you could have a totally different team playing in the second half exactly. of Champions League play, whereas a Mexican team is playing the same team they have yes. the whole time. Right. So if you're a team like L.A., you're going to have to deal with some salary cap issues. Like, you were able to get Omar paid down right. for this season. But they probably not going to work. most or all of their, all their TAM money to do that. So that's not going to work next year. Yeah. You'll you're either have to sell Omar or you'll have to sell somebody else. Right. So you won't have him. But they seem to be building these other players It's, it's incredible. It really is. This is one of the best academies that's in the league. Yes. This is one of the best front offices in the league. This is yes. one of the best GMs in the league. Everybody talks about, like, oh, they have infinite money. And yes, they do. Right. They apparently have infinite dollars. It right. can sign anybody. But... They're signing the correct. Yes, that, that's DPs. the key difference here too. Now, here's the thing: I'm I'm not willing yet to say that via Pirlo Lampard were not the three correct and big sarcastic air quotes team players for NYCFC. I think what you have to understand is, despite the fact that you have an ownership group who also has unlimited funds, infinite funds for all practical purposes, they have infinite money. You know, there's two ways that you can look at this. One is that. They have three superstars and then a, a, a team of, no offense to any of these guys, mostly rejects because they're from the expansion draft. Yeah. And they sort of have to be rejects. Be. You know what I mean? They have so, to be expendable at some level. Exactly. So uh, it, it's it's difficult to sort of build a contending team, you know, from that point. Now, I think a bigger question becomes, you know, how do you make changes in the offseason to make yourself more productive? How do you develop the appropriate academy system to bring players into the fold? Because right now, L.A. is doing everything properly. They're signing the right big-name players. They're mm-hmm. signing the right small-name players. And they're bringing players up to their academy. They're doing yep. every piece every, of it. Every single piece of it. Every single piece of it. So it's like that's, that's like the perfect storm of, of personnel right there in L.A. Now, the, another thing that you can say about New York City, though, as well, is that you know if you're trying to build a team and you know that you're going to field a team mostly of – Rejects and and you know sort of castoffs. Why would you not sign guys like Lampard, Pirlo, and Via, who are lauded in three respective countries as being one of the greatest of all time? Uh, you, you know those national team footballers. Because frankly, you got to get people in the seats. You have you have to get people in that stadium to have fun and enjoy themselves and build your season ticket base before you become a good team. Um, you know, so it's like it's it's good business. It sucks right now if you're a fan. Yeah. You know, I, I can imagine. You know, in, in they're playing better this year. This is probably what a Cubs fan feels like. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's a little worse for Cubs fans. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been literally a hundred years. But it's been a, it's um, a little worse. So I, you know, it's t- speaking of the game. It was one of those games once again where we let our foot off the gas. 
They got sloppy in defense. And then towards the end, I think they were just trying to pour people forward because they... Well, you had to do something. They and frankly... They, they got that one goal because they were just, we're just going to put everything forward. Yeah. And we're just going to do what we can. You know, which is interesting. We were talking before the show in the pre-show. That's what pre-show. That's what it's called. I, love before, I know, right? Uh, about sort of differences between British and Americanisms and things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something that... This isn't really a difference, but something that you hear sometime when you're watching English soccer and that, you know, you'll hear of a team like maybe a Stoke or a Sunderland or somebody, and they play, you know, United or Arsenal or some other big team. And they don't park the bus. They play expansive football. You know, and the the, the thing that people say, they're like, oh, they think they can play with them. They're, they're wanting to play football with them. I think New York thought they could play with L.A. They, they thought they could. And for 20 and minutes, for 20 they, minutes did. they did. For 20 minutes, they um, did. You know, they, they were but not L- parking the bus at all. They were pouring people were forward. Pouring, but L.A. can play for 90 minutes. Yes, exactly. In fact, L.A. can play for 120 minutes. Yes. And New York can't. Not at that tempo. They can't no. do it. Well, but and, also well, speaking... Well, from, a, from a mental standpoint. Right, exactly. They, 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 on paper, should be able to, actually. Right. Should be able to at least hold their own. It shouldn't have been 5-1. No. I still think even with New York City playing in the best they've ever played, yeah. they would still lose this game. I think so. Because they've played much better than they played in this oh, 100% game. Oh, hundred percent they have. They played. They played better than this played better, against uh, Toronto. They well, played and they, the, let's, I mean, lest we forget here, they played like four days. There before. There was copyright. Alice Kibler, two thousand fifteen. We they played like four days before this too. So yes, I mean, they were they had a recent game. Yeah, um, and, and another away game. They right, had two away games in a row. Right. Even their best play, I still think, is not where the LA I would Galaxy agree. Oh, are. No, of course it's not. But LA just doesn't quit against anyone. Even in a losing effort, LA doesn't quit, and that's where and New York quits. Yeah, they do sometimes. Yeah, they but used to quit all the time. Now it's sometimes. That's also though where I think knowing, you know, if you put on that LA Galaxy home shirt and you walk out into the SubHub Center, how big of a benefit is it? Basically, knowing that you're going to win, like, oh, that's that, huge. It's a fortress. Since 2012, yeah. they've won over 60 games. That's incredible. In Center. That's incredible. They've lost like 10. <laughs> They, they 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 base functionally they just like don't lose there. It's yeah. rare enough that you would notice if they if they lose at right. Stubhub Center. So yeah, you put on a, a Galaxy shirt, you step out of the tunnel at Stubhub Center. You know, worst case scenario, we get one point. Right, that's exactly. like the worst case. Yeah, it's amazing. Fans are screaming your name. You're looking around. You see people who played in World Cups. You see people who like, oh, that's Gio DeSantos. This is huge. Yeah, sold out stadium. It, you gotta be. Feel, you're in California. Yeah, you've got to be feeling pretty good, and you're playing an expansion team. Yeah. So yes, they're gonna bring it to you. Can't water the, your lawn. True. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they're gonna bring it to you for those first twenty minutes. Yeah. Because you know, even though LA doesn't have to win this game, New York does. Yes. Like they're, they're gonna come at you, so you know that going into it. But you also know, like, oh, we got we got some firepower. Yeah. You yeah. have firepower off the bench that's better than some of New York starters. Yeah. One hundred percent, you do. And I want to take just one step back, because we all know how this game went. It's 5-1. They were just demolished. Yeah. New York City was demolished. LA Galaxy played well. I've actually, I think they've actually played better games. Yeah. But they were playing better opponents, so the scoreline wasn't as huge. Right. Um, but I want to talk a bit about what you were talking about earlier, about how LA has their setup for an organization, mm-hmm. where you have all these youth teams that are set up correctly. You have a USL team. And remember, LA was the first one to actually have their own USL team. Right. Everybody's doing it now. Los they dos. Been, los dos. They were doing it. Oh, by the way, I think they're top of the table this season. Of course they are. The way. <laughs> um, uh, they, they have real competition. They, they have real players. And there are these weird like salary cap rules and all this other stuff. But when it comes to development, there aren't a lot of rules about what you can and can't do if you're an MLS team. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're investing a lot of their dollars. Right? They've got a lot of money spent in development as teams don't. And I believe the way LA has set up their squad, their organization, is how you're going to see every MLS team who's serious yeah. is going to have to set up their team. Seattle's really close to this, by the way. Yes. They're very close. And I think in probably another season, you're going to see a v- almost identical setup in Seattle. Portland's getting close. All these other teams in the West are getting close. It's in the East. There's a lot of question marks. Right? Uh, New York's finally getting a... They have Red Bulls, too, now. Yep. Which is great for them. Very good for them. New York City needs to get a, a New York City, I think two. that will happen fairly quickly, actually. But they, it's, it's 
A hundred percent. They have no depth. Yeah. None. Yeah. And these guys, like, when Patrick Mullins isn't playing, he has no other minutes. Like, yeah. he, he, there's nowhere else for him to get minutes. Right. And he's such a young player and such a raw player, but a talent. Like, he needs minutes, but mm-hmm. I also know why you're not playing him. I right. get it. Uh, but when he comes on, he can't be effective. You know, so I, I think we're seeing in L.A. and a lot of Western teams what MLS teams will need to be to function. Although I do agree with a lot of the fan complaints that we need to do something about the salary cap and some of these other things. I'm not saying get rid of it. I don't want us to go full England or worse, full Spain. Yeah. But that needs to be raised more than it's been raised. I agree. It really does. I agree wholeheartedly. Now, what's amazing about this result is that if you're an NYCFC fan – and you're paying close attention to the playoff picture. So close. Yeah. You somehow actually gained ground on Orlando. Can you believe this, Toronto folks? 5, Orlando 0. Wow. Is it just me, or does Toronto either win every game like 3-4-5-0 or lose every game 3-4-5-0? They're going all out. They're, they're, they're home run yes. hitters over there. 100%. Home swing run hitters, miss swing, or home run. Home run. That's, that's yeah. the way it is, because their defense is weak. They have similar problems that New York City has, yeah. as far as defense is concerned. But they have way more offense. Yes, they do. Way more offense. Sebastian Davinko, can I just say this briefly? Yeah. Everyone knows he's having... MVP caliber season right now. 100%. Robbie Keane's got an argument, but because he was out for like two months earlier in the season, that's where it's going to be tough for him. Javinko's having MVP season. So I looked into it. Yeah. Right? Because I wasn't familiar with the player. This is the best season he's ever had. Yeah. And I think he actually recently acknowledged that in an interview. Um, These are more goals than he's ever scored on any team. He is doing phenomenal. The best move he ever made was moving to Canada. What a statement. Like, think about that. Like, this is the best move you've made in your entire career. How happy are you if you're either Sebastian Javinko himself or Sebastian Javinko's agent? You got more money than any Italian player anywhere in the globe. Yeah, except maybe now Pirlo. It's debatable. We'll have to see that, yeah. It's debatable now. But when he he signed, it was more than any Italian player was getting paid Mm -hmm. anywhere. So you got all the money for a player no one had heard of. Right, yeah. Right? So if you're his agent, like, this is great. And then you're Sebastian Javinko. You're having the best footballing you've ever done. Yeah. What I really hope happens, and I think if this type of thing does happen, that the ramifications in the world soccer landscape would be huge. What I want to have happen is him to get called in for Italy mm-hmm. and absolutely just tear it up. And just and just absolutely That's the second part that needs to happen. Tear some massive team to shreds. That's the second part. So I will say because this. Because then people would say, Oh, wait a minute, those those Americans, they can play ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. We're already seeing from DPs this season new ones. Yeah. They're already saying the things that if you're a really hardcore MLS fan, you want to hear. They're like, oh, the, the, the competition's way better than I thought it would be. Like Gerard yeah. was saying, this. Yeah. it's way better. Uh, he says the LA Galaxy could hold their own in the Premier League. Yeah. They'd be a mid-table they wouldn't, team. They wouldn't win the Premier no, League, but they, 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 they could be, play against Stoke or Sunderland. Yeah, they, or I, I, I think LA Galaxy could be like a mid-table team. Yeah. They would never win the league. No. They just can't compete with Chelsea or Arsenal. Right, they can't yeah. do that. But yeah, Stoke, Sunderland, uh, AFC, Burnmouth, or however it's actually pronounced. <laughs> Bournemouth, apparently. I can't, I can't I've do been it. there. I have been to Bournemouth, England. I'm not allowed in England. <laughs> I kind of want to be deported from someplace just so I can say that. Or yeah, it's like banned I'm not from a there. country. I have the death sentence in 12 systems. Star Wars. <laughs> You waited for it, everybody, and it delivered. Um, but the DPs are saying the right thing, but I think you hit on the nail on the head of what really needs to happen. One of these players who's from, I forget the phrase, an elite international country? Uh, well, a grand can I, can footballing nation. A, a proud old footballing that? nation. Can I sure. say that? Yeah. Like Spain, yeah, Italy, exactly. France, Germany, England. Someone from a team like that. You're going to get a chance with Kaká as well. He's playing in a, He's playing a for friendly Brazil. for Brazil. Yes, very soon against the United States. Yeah, uh, but but you need you need a, a footballing nation like that. The player to come from. He plays in MLS. He shows up. He gets minutes, and he's effective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's when it goes beyond like, oh, well, is Gerard saying this because L.A. is paying him millions of dollars? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably has something to do with it. And uh, that's, that's, that's the side effect, I guess, as well as of bringing in older players as well. You know, theoretically, Villa could, you know, get called in for Spain. Uh, obviously, that's not the, the case for a lot of the DPs in the league. But yeah. 
Well, um, Keen's still the captain of Ireland. Yeah, but, but it's Ireland's Ireland. not a big team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so sorry, all of our Irish. Friends. Yeah, there, we had someone from Dublin chime in recently. Yeah. They're going to be upset with us. I want to go to Dublin just to see the statue of uh, Phil Linnet. What a weird reason to go to Dublin. But I'm a big Finn Gingers, fan. let's make this happen. Yep. Give us money. <laughs> We're starting a Kickstarter. Send I really Alex think, to Dublin. I really think I've been saying this since I did the American Soccer Show, and now that we're doing this, like I really want to do some sort of crowdfunding thing, literally to fund adventures, so we could go someplace. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm down I haven't that. figured out what is in it for the people who are funding it. No, I haven't yeah. figured that out. We need That's to, why I've never done th- it. we got to have some good stretch goals. And good reward, backer rewards. Here's, I'm going to throw this out. We're way off topic, folks. Yep, we've gone way off topic. But this, this, this is this is. I'm going to spitball. I'm going to spitball it right now. All right? right. The idea would be, we would have uh, like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe or an Indiegogo. I don't care. All right, we'll find one. Probably Indiegogo because I know a few people who work there. You're independent maybe. funder agnostic. Yeah, yeah okay. sort of. Yeah. Except I do know people who work in Indiegogo. Okay, fair enough. So I thought maybe we should go that direction. But All anyway, right. you work, you go to something like that, and you you phrase it in a way that we're gonna go to the cities that give us the money to go. So by that oh, I mean, that's an interesting so idea. like, if Orlando shows up in force. And they say, hey, you know, we got all these people who are paying $20. We're going to go down to Orlando. We're going to do a live show. We'll hang out with your supporters. We'll go to a game. We'll have your scarves on. We'll scream. We'll do the whole thing. <laughs> do the whole thing. But if Columbus doesn't pay, we're not going. Yeah. Columbus, <laughs> we're looking at you. If you don't pay, we're not going to Columbus. <laughs> right? I would we just sell merch instead. We should probably have this conversation off the pod. No, it's on the pod. I'm throwing it out there. Oh, Planting the seeds. We've been saying it all the time. Yes. The point. I don't know. But the point is that Sebastian Javinko's having one heck of a season. Yeah. He's a player no one cared about, but now you're making noise, even though it is an MLS, but you are tearing it up. Someone has to pay attention to that. Right, exactly. Um, so let's move to the West here a little bit. Vancouver Whitecaps 1, FC Dallas nil. I challenge Alex Kibler on this because I'm like, this game was only okay. Oh, the like game wasn't that great. Kakuta Mane is still a whole lot of fun to watch play soccer. He's, he's, I can see why you pull your hair out if you're a Whitecaps fan watching yeah, him sometimes because he's incredibly yeah. inconsistent. But he's a lot of fun as a third party uh, to watch in, him. And Whitecaps games usually are entertaining, yeah. especially home games for Whitecaps. You know, I'm not a big fan of BC Place. I know it's like sacrilegious to say, apparently. I don't think that's the best setup for them. No, probably not. Like, they've got these sheets... Yeah. Covering the other... The Atlanta place is going to have those, too. Yeah, and they talk about it like, oh, yeah, this is successful. I'm like, I think it looks bad. Yeah, it's weird. It's It's weird. drapes. It's real weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's strange to me, too. I would prefer if they got, like, they had a waterfront stadium proposal. I know it fell apart for political reasons, which will happen anywhere. I wish they had their own spot. And when they were playing in their temporary uh, stadium, Empire Field, whatever it was, I understood that it was temporary, but I'm like, that seemed more like a home. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like renters. But anyway... They're entertaining to watch. They BC are. Place is a nice building. If they could fill BC Place, they could open the second le- level. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wouldn't care as much. But but anyway, they're entertaining to watch. For this game, I wasn't that impressed with because it's one nil. But you made a very good point. These are these are they're competing for the top of the West. Yeah, they still have the highest points per game uh, of any so, team in MLS. So we have to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. We have to talk about it. Vancouver is sharp. They are interesting, and I hate saying it because you were a big Vancouver fan at the start of the season, and I like being anti-Alex. Yeah. But they are playing well. Carl Robinson has them in a good shape. I was a Martin Rennie fan, the yeah. previous manager, who now coaches in Korea, by the way. Second division Korea. Really? For this team that he is just running ripshot over the whole like the whole league. They're doing fantastic. Interesting. They may get promoted to first division Korean football. The thing that makes Vancouver so dangerous is that, you know, and they're actually an amazing counterpoint to the LA Galaxy. Um, they're one of only two teams in the league that have a positive road goal differential. Crazy. Yeah. Wrap your mind around that. Other team is New York Red Bulls, but they have the highest at a plus four, the Vancouver Whitecaps do. Um, but their home goal differential is only eight. Only plus eight. You yeah, compare that to... LA Galaxy, where there's a 37-goal difference between the two. That is insane. They, they have a, a 27 home goal differential, plus 27, the Galaxy, and a minus 10 road goal differential. Yeah. LA like Galaxy's road games are horrible. Vancouver is in every match they play. Absolutely. They play but, well on the back, which is, it's, you know, it's, it, they certainly don't have the, the, the raw attacking talent of you know, the, the other big teams. 
it's just rare for Vancouver to destroy a team. Right. Or get destroyed. Either way. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. In MLS, this is a winning strategy. You go to the playoffs playing like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you're going to be in every single game that you play. They've got to stay healthy. The depth isn't huge there. Um, but I, I, that's exciting if you're a Vancouver Whitecaps fan. Also, Justin, Good fan base, too. And just an aside, since we've been talking about business-level stuff and stuff like that, yeah. Vancouver is well-integrated into Vancouver. Oh, very much so, yes. They, they do community outreach. They're, they're part of that city. Like They actually really care. I know we always get on Chicago Fire's case because, we, really, we want Alex Kibler to own the team. <laughs> the Chicago Fire is like invisible to Chicago, the city. Uh-huh. Vancouver Whitecaps are part of Vancouver, much like Seattle Sounders are part of Seattle. You get my, you get where I'm getting at here. I, I very much do, yeah. Whereas the LA Galaxy sort of are not part of LA, but that's because no one in LA cares about anything. <laughs> Except sitting on the beach with a uh There's mojito. some truth to that. It's just so nice in LA. Yeah. It's like, I don't have to care about anything. Everything's fine always. <laughs> my life is great. Uh, anyway, um... Another result out of the West, uh, RSL 2, Seattle Sounders nil. Sounders, they're, I don't know. I don't know. Sounders, they they won the game before this. What's amazing about this to me is, you know, it's it's so jarring seeing what we saw at the beginning of the season to pull up a box score and see that the Sounders had one shot on goal. It just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing to me. Um, this is something, though, I think if you're a Seattle Sounders fan, of course you're frustrated with this season. Yeah. Very frustrated. But if you're a true fan, not these people who sit on a bar stool and pretend they know what they're talking about. I'm like a, re- a real fan who follows the team and has for years. You should feel really good with what they've done front office-wise, what they're doing development-wise, what they're doing USL-wise. Mm-hmm. This team's going to be really dangerous for a really long time. Oh, of course it's they just are. they're having a like a... A seesaw season right, right. Now. They're currently in the last playoff spot in the West. Uh, Didn't but see that the team behind them has a game in hand, and that's the San Jose Earthquake. So we'll get to a little bit to We them will get to that. I will on. say this about RSL, though, and it does need to be said. This has been a frustrating season for RSL. Yeah. Very, very frustrating. So. Um, a lot of these players were Jason Christ players. Yes. Like, they didn't lose that many people. But they're playing not very well. And they're Alex, not out of the playoff picture either. No, they're not out of it, but... Alex, your thoughts? Like, this is a team that, with Christ coaching... Well, it's a proud team as well. Oh, very proud. Uh, you know, they... they a proud franchise. They, yes. They have a great home field advantage. They have tremendous fans out there. It, that's, that's another team that is very well integrated into the city, I oh, believe. Yeah. Oh, um, Salt Lake loves them, and they love Salt Lake. But they expect more from their team than this. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think you know, you hope for a storyline standpoint that they do sneak into the playoffs just to sort of keep those fans happy. Um, I, I, RSL is an enigma to me because they've had some good results this year. Let me pull up their results map here a but little bit. But they've had, like, like, absolutely embarrassing results. Yeah, I, I, they, they, you know, it's just, it's, you can't really pin them down. Um, they, their only wins are against, you know, teams that aren't amazing besides this win against the Seattle Sounders. Right. But they beat Sporting. They beat Sporting last month. And Sporting's a good team. Yeah. Can I just put this question out there? Is this a transition year for RSL? The front office has changed a lot. They lost their GM. They yeah. lost their coach. Now I also understand that they've lost the president of football operations as well. Yeah. You need to – it could be. I think that it's too early to say that only because you want to sort of see, you know, this offseason, is there a plan in place to sort of reload this team? They're never going to spend a ton of money. Well, they can't. They, they can't. Um, and they so can't. you hope to see them sort of – uh, make some solid acquisitions um, going forward as well, but um, I wouldn't fire Jeff Kesar. No, me neither. I don't think so. I wouldn't, but I'm only giving him another season. Yeah, and perhaps I just don't have the patience. And I do wonder this about City Football Group as well. Like, what their patience? Do they is have the patience? Yeah, because they're used to being able to just buy teams. Yeah. Well, and the thing with, with RSL, too, is they get hammered on the road. And, and you wonder if that is a, dare I say it, a, a coaching and or a captaincy uh, well, that, shortcoming. Well, that's where you would make the argument for a change yeah. for a coach. Yeah. This is a team that used to be able to play anywhere. Yeah. This was a team They have that the worst could, goal, role goal differential in the league. This team RSL. had one of the best 
records against L.A. at StubHub Center. Yeah. They don't anymore. No. But you have to wonder. You have to wonder. I, I would still keep Jeff. I would still keep him. So outside of MLS, mm-hmm. there is, of course, the U.S. men's national team. It's going to be a busy September, more importantly, October. Very much so. We have both that – I'm upset that this has to happen, but we have, we have that play-in game. Mm-hmm. We've got to play against Mexico. And we also have uh, U.S. Olympic qualifying. We've got a couple of friendlies to do as well. There was some news, and we knew this news was coming. It was just a question of when. Tim Howard, available. He's declared himself available. Declared himself available. Uh, This is interesting because I don't see um, Jurgen as the type of guy who will just hand him the keys to the car again. No. uh, If if Bob Bradley was coach, he'd be back. It immediately. Yeah. I don't even say that it's Chris and Bob Bradley. I think Tim Howard is great. Yes. But the way Jurgen has coached so far, he may say, Brad Guzan has gotten us through a lot for this past year. He's mm-hmm. proven a lot. Mm-hmm. How does he not deserve to play? Yeah. And Tim Howard hasn't been here. But Tim Howard stopped like 7,000 goals yeah. in one World Cup game. Yeah. He kept us alive in that And World he's like Cup. an American hero now. He's an American hero. I know he had a blunder recently in the Premier League, but whatever. Yeah. Those happen. But he's also, I think, you know, at those times, in 2014, he was obviously our best option at goalkeeper. Right? There wasn't I a question still, about it. I still think he is. He might be. Now, the question becomes what happens to a guy like Nick Raimondo, um, who's sort of always been the number two. Uh, like he's sort of made this living as the second string goalkeeper for the men's national team. He'll play in a smaller game, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But the question is, to me anyway, if you know that Guzan is in the picture and you know that Howard is in the picture, do you bring in a guy like Bill Hamid in lieu of Nick Ramondo to try to get the young guy minutes? If I'm RSL and like the management of RSL, I would prefer that because I actually need Nick Romano. You, for you our need games. Nick Romano, yes. If we're going to have any hope of getting in the playoffs, we need Nick Romano. I'd actually rather he not get called in, especially if he's, if he's going to be third string. He's not going to play. Yeah, it's it's an interesting personnel decision. It's very um, interesting. Goalkeeper for you for you gingers who are new to the game. Yeah, and I know it's only a few of you. A lot of you guys have been here for a really long time. But if you're new, goalkeeper for a long time has been America's strongest position we have oh our greatest outfield players of all time save for maybe landon donovan who's obviously probably number one or two um have been goalkeepers well they casey keller they, they, was they wouldn't be outfield players right yeah point out these casey keller was a beast players. in his day oh, yeah. um that i i there's those highlights of that one nil i think it was over brazil we and brazil's heyday have a preponderance yeah of great goalkeeping options yeah more so than a lot of national teams, frankly. Yeah. A lot of teams have, like, their top guy, then this second string. Like, Who's who, not good, like, yeah. Like, who is this? Yeah. And their third you've never heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing in, like, third division someplace. Yes. We have got... If we look at a, a team that has Tim Howard, Brad Guzan, and Nick Romano on it, any of those guys can start. Yeah. Any of them can start. Yeah. Against anybody. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. And I know people say, Nick Romano's short. Well, I'll tell you this. He can stop penalties. Like, I, I, I no one knows. It's like nobody's business. It's crazy. He's such a shot stopper. It's tremendous. I, I don't know how or why, yeah. but he can. And he's not the only one. We've got, we got William Yarbrough mm-hmm. uh, down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have Bill Hamid. We have Sean Johnson. We have all kinds of goalkeeping talent. And lest we forget. Ooh. Young Jonathan Klinsman, who plays for the U.S. youth teams. Yep. You know what position he plays? Goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper. Yeah. And he's been taking shots from Jurgen Klinsman his entire life. Yep. Yep. It's interesting. One of the best strikers in history. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what, you know, it's, it's a couple years away, obviously. But oh, yeah. going he's, into the he's, World he's Cup. He's like 18. Going he's into the not, World he's Cup. He's not playing soon. Which of those young guys is going to be playing? You know, the Johnsons, the Hamids, uh, the young, young uh, Yarbrough, yeah. Uh, young Mr. Klinsman are playing a role on this team. It's tough to tell because 2018 is Because you've got some old guys out there, too. Uh, Timmy is not young. Brad Guzan is not young. But goalkeeper, you can, if you keep your health, you can play goalkeeper at a professional level until you're 40. Yeah. And you can yeah. play this Casey position. Keller played he's like 41, I think. He was the oldest uh, player in the Premier League who like started a game. Yeah, yeah. 
an American is the oldest Premier League player. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, wait. It wasn't Keller. It was, uh, 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 what's his face? Tottenham. You're Brad hitting... Friedel. Oh, Brad Friedel? Is that how it's pronounced? Or... I was Friedel. <laughs> I mean, I think that's cooler sounding. I'm doing it my way. All right, yeah. He was like 41 or something. Really? Yeah. Look it up. Oldest player. Well, yeah, something like to that. To play in the Premier League. This is interesting. I'm ex- I'm excited about it. Ryan, oh, Ryan Giggs. Giggs. He was 40. I thought Brad Friedel got, got some minutes at age 41. Or R- Brad Friedel. I hear he's pretty good, too. No, uh, I'm going with mine. Top 10 <laughs> oldest I... Premier League players ever. Oh, God, that guy's old. Oh, Brad Friedel. 42. 42. Number 10 on the list. Oh. Oh, wait. But it he's goes, older. It goes, yeah, it goes backwards. He's the oldest. This list makes no sense. Why would you make an oldest players ever that goes the wrong way? 42. Wow, that's amazing. Pride of America. Anyway, Tim Howard. Oh, but this was two years ago. But yeah, he doesn't so maybe play someone... He retired. When did, uh, what's his name, Ryan Giggs retire? Last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Because okay. he was an assistant and briefly interim manager of Manchester United. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about America, though. How about that? Yeah, we could try. You know who's not here anymore? <laughs> Dixie. Correct. But she should be home soon. Oh, a but Dixie appearance. Dixie is Phillies. setting me up with a date. Yep. A double date. I will be there. I get to witness your date. That's that's how I've come to think about it, is that I get to witness your date. I have come to think about it as I, a, I'm in a situation, roller coaster ride. I'm in a situation where there's I, there's no risk for me. I'm yeah, just going you, on a date. Yeah, you, with my live, you live yeah. with your girlfriend. You, the risk is all on yours. I'm Not only somehow, are you going on a blind date. Yeah, I don't know this woman. But I do, and I'm going to be there to watch it. You don't know this no, woman. No, I met her, though. <laughs> That's more than I've done. Yeah. Where is this? I have no idea. Why is it's after the game? We're going to be drunk. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Oh, dear. Anyway, Philly. Philly, they lost a goalkeeper, sort of. They already lost him before, so... Well, that, they've got ten other ones. Yeah, they, they have backups. Memory. Is it Race Imboli? I think it's pronounced Race Imboli. Is now officially, officially no now. longer a member of the union. I don't think he's been in the state of Pennsylvania for like no, six months. of course he hasn't. Um, he went to a team in Turkey. Um, actually, you won't be able to pronounce it. Don't even try. He went to a team in Turkey. Yank. You know, good... <laughs> that was a disaster. Good for him. Good for him. I'm glad Philly got him off the books. This was a terrible signing. It made no sense at the time. Makes no sense now. Is that now? Obviously, there's some big contracts out there right now that have that have uh, not panned out to this point. Frank Lampard being the most obvious. Heyo. But on paper, is that the worst signing in the history of MLS? No. No. Is it? Do you remember dropping one point six mil on a goalkeeper that had like one good game? Was it one point six million? That sounds not correct. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money, but one point six does not sound correct. Do you remember Mustafa Jarju? Oh yeah, okay. And in and, and Vancouver, well, and what's his name in Toronto? Um, uh, Jermaine, De, not Jermaine, Jermaine Defoe. Defoe. But, but Jermaine Defoe is yeah. on that list. Yeah, uh, uh, Gilberto yeah. played in Toronto last year. Um, what was the guy who? Uh, Oh, I can't remember his name now. He was a Mexican national player who really actually had not been playing for quite some time. He was playing in Greece, came to the U.S. I want to say he was a sporting player. I have no idea. Oh, if we had a Periscope going on, we could, we could ask We could ask viewers. somebody. They would know. Oh, it's going to kill me because I'll remember it as soon as this well, podcast Yeah, well, it's a, we'll keep going and you'll come back to it. It's all right. You know what? You, you keep talking. I'm going to look this up on your laptop. No, I, how about I just type? Well, this you, is you're not you're not doing it correctly. Get out of here. <laughs> Do you think you know what his name is? No, I'm going to look up MLS designated players. There will be a list of them. Oh, but it was in the DP era. Yeah, it was in the DP era. Mexico, not Omar. Neri Castillo. I don't know who the hell that is. Exactly. Someone signed him for a lot of money and he didn't do anything. The Chicago Flyer. Yeah, he was. It turned out he was actually on a loan. And he barely played and like didn't do anything. Interesting. And he came from Greece. Shakhtar Donetsk. Olympiakos. That's a Ukrainian team. 
Oh, jeez. That's ridiculous. You they gave they, DP money to a guy from the Ukraine? He's not Ukrainian. He's a Mexican. Right, but like... This stadium that they play in, or used to, until there was that whole Russia taking over their country and they <laughs> blew it up. But the stadium, Donbass Arena, is beautiful. Oh, it is cool looking. They blew it up. They don't play there anymore. That's sad. It's like brand new. And they like shot it to hell. Really? Yeah, scroll down. Scroll down. I don't want to. It'll tell you all about it if you read, like, the, t- yeah, the 2014... Company. Damaged again. Same thing. Damaged the east and west sides. There was one large glass panel fell near a young girl? Yeah, it's, like, super sad. And it's, like, brand new. It's... It has all of the standards to, like, host a Champions League game. Like, it's, it's supposed to be, like, a really nice standard. War. Huh. Good God, y'all. What is a good word? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, hey, you want to talk about something else now? Say it again, y'all. War. <laughs> Good God, yeah. Do we have to pay them? I, I'm trying to see. Should we edit that out? I don't nah, know. Nah, keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Speaking of foreign travels. Oh, nice segue. I get paid so much money to do this. Seattle Sounders playing in the Champions League. Yeah. Alex Kibler, how did it go? Um... At the end, it went well, but yeah, now they're going to get killed when they go to yeah, Honduras or whatever it is. It's going to be a real big. Problem. If you haven't seen it, uh, Gingers, there's a they they won their game two one over uh, CD what Olympia is that what it is? Hang on, it's something like Sounders. That. I should, probably should have written this down before I made this. You have a podcast. lot of problems with writing. No, I got it right. CD Olympia. Um, and <clears throat> here's the thing. Oh, actually, I think they're playing right now on the second leg at Olympia. But this was at home. This was when in the friendly confines. Um, and there was a goal in the 90th minute off a long throw-in, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then a PK in the 95th or 96th minute. They lucked like out of this thing. And this was at CenturyLink. Brad Evans took the PK, took the PK, and promptly just like stared down the goalkeeper after he took it. Yeah. And all a hell fight broke, broke loose. out. Fight uh, broke out. The manager, I think, tried to throw a punch at Brad Evans. It got it got out of hand real fast. Real, real fast. It was it got a little nasty. Now I will tell you, as an American through and through, oh, did I the test take come a back little positive? bit of happiness. Out of beating Honduras, a third world country? No, in the fact that a team who spent the entire second half diving and time wasting. Oh, yes. It came back to bite them in yes. the end. Yes. I take, I take so much sick pleasure in that. It's great. This is why I don't watch the Serie A, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty it's bad. It's just too much of it. Yeah. It's way too much. That's why the Bundesliga is pretty good for tv even though it can be like kind of boring games and actually clean. sky sports who sent a team of reporters to the la galaxy nycfc match actually wrote an article on their site and one of the things that they lauded was the fact that someone got fouled and they got right back up again like they yeah. they, they lauded that fact about sort of just let's get on with their football type of a thing i hate them i hate the flag. but so the sounders if, went from a position where you kind of had a hard time seeing a way out of the group you know, going into the 88th or 89th minute to now, it's probably going to be easy for them to get out of that group. Well, you do have to go down to Honduras. You do. And, and, and it, it, Gingers, if you're not familiar with just Champions League play issues for MLS teams, basically you have to win at home if you're an MLS team. If you're not winning at home, you're in bad shape, but you got to win at home. Yeah. But going down to like Guatemala, Honduras, <sighs> yeah. Belize, Jamaica, like all of these places that you have to go to. It's very hard for MLS teams to play in these venues for several reasons. One, just the travel to get there. There aren't a lot of direct flights from Salt Lake City to Honduras. <laughs> so you have to like figure this out, how you're even going to yeah. get to this yeah. place. Yeah. Right? Problem one. Yeah. Problem two, I'll say it, you're used to really nice facilities. Yeah. Even the worst MLS teams have really nice facilities. Yeah. Some of these games, you see like these feeds, and you're like, "Where are they playing?" It looks like you've gone it's to like some a third world. Well, well a they third are. World country. They often are third world countries. Yeah. It looks like you've, you, you're you're getting a feed bounced off of a satellite, <laughs> off of a, a pirate uh, broadcast of a th- war torn nation yeah. behind the Iron Curtain. Like that's what you're watching, and it's kind of like that. And it'll be a stadium that's actually for cricket. 
and it hasn't been maintained because the cricket team went out of business. Right. <laughs> like, something, like something insane is happening. Yeah. Like, oh, this is actually just, you know, we just painted concrete green. This isn't grass. Yeah. yeah it's just something weird. People are, like, throwing bottles of urine at you. Like, the whole thing is insane. And a lot of MLS teams are not ready for this. They're not used to this because that's not what it's like in North right. America. Right, right. It's not like that. Um, and And for this team, if you're a Honduran team – you're a Jamaican team, you're, you're any of these Central American teams, this is the biggest game you play this year. Oh, 100% it is. Yes. Biggest game. And you know for a fact you play well in this game, you could play in MLS. You don't have to be down here in, in you know, Guatemala or wherever. Like, you don't have to do this anymore, which is huge. Yeah. And I think, by the way, if you're an MLS front office, like you should be doing tons of scouting. Central America, Caribbean, and frankly, South America. You have a better option than a lot of these places do. A lot of these places. Also, you pay on time, which a lot of these guys don't do. It's tough to go down there. And if you're not winning your home game as an MLS team, rough shape. Yeah, yeah. I rough shape. agree. LA will play these teams and they'll just play them off the, off the field. They'll drop five, six goals on these teams. The reason why is when you go down to wherever you're going... They, they're gonna win. Like yeah, you, you you may not, or you'll get a draw, or like something crazy will happen. You've got to get results at home. Hundred percent results at home. And this result two one. Hopefully it's enough, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some uh, results that might be happening in the future. 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 You're fired. I thought that was cool. Actually, you're fired. Uh, this week, Friday night rivalry week. It is rivalry week. Actually, which happened again. Yeah. First of all, I want us to be to be perfectly known here. Uh, there are two games going on as we speak. Uh, as we speak. Chicago is currently locked up two two with the New York Red Bulls, and Colorado Rapids at home against Houston are in a one one draw scenario right now. That just went to the half. Jeremy calls them the Crapids. The Crapids because he's that's a little mature. boy. He's a little baby. He's a little baby boy. I went to Dick Sporting Goods Park this past week. Yeah, weekend. you said it was nice. It is nice. I've heard it's nice. I've never been there before. It's very nice. You didn't very go to a nice. game, though. We didn't go do that. No, 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 no. There wasn't a game at the time. I would have gone. If there was a game at the time, I would have I gone to it. Uh, but Friday night on Unimas, the final rendition in 2015 of the California Classico, the Classico. San Jose Earthquakes play host to the LA Galaxy. It's at 11 p.m. Eastern time, so I will not watch it. Yeah, it's really late. But, Jeff, your thoughts? L.A. Yeah. does phenomenal at StubHub Center. Yeah. They're horrible on the road. Yeah. And for some reason, horrible against San Jose on the road. Yeah. But only when they play at Stanford Stadium. This game's at Avaya Stadium. It is, in fact. There's not really a history there. Nope. So I'm taking... I think it's the first Classico Adivaya, if I'm correct. I'm taking San Jose uh-huh. 1, uh-huh. LA Galaxy 2. I'm taking an LA road win in San Jose next to the San Jose International Airport. I'm going to flip that scoreline. To take... LA 4, San Jose 0. <laughs> no. No. San Jose Is that what 2, you mean by LA Galaxy it? 1. I don't... Uh, I'd be they play to terrible. I'd be interested they play to see. Terrible now that you have two Saints and you have Stephen two Gerard, Saints. you have Stephen Gerard. We're getting drunk. Uh, you have Stephen Gerard on boxed wine. Uh, it's the best way to get drunk. I wanted. To, I'm interested to see if they can maintain their focus a little bit better away from home going forward. I really am. They'll, they'll have to. They, they really have to. Sunday night on ESPN and Deportes, the uh, Entertainment Sports Programming Network. Is that what it stands for? That's my understanding, at least. Interesting. Uh, Seattle at Did home. You know it was originally owned by an oil company? <sighs> All right, moving on. Seattle at home against the Portland Timbers. This is at 4.30 Eastern time. This is interesting. That's a match to watch. So, Ginger, Seattle's falling. Portland's rising. Yeah. But at CenturyLink Field, it's Cascadia Cup match. So... Basically throw that, all that out the window. Throw, everything you know about how the season's going like just doesn't matter. There's probably going to be 60,000 people here. Yeah. I'm taking Seattle to win this. As much as it pains me. Although Portland is going to bring the heat. They're going to fight. Someone's going to get kicked out of this game. 2-1 Seattle. 
I'm going to say 1-1 draw. Really? Everyone's going to be upset? Yep. Everyone's going to hate it. Portland Portland right now is playing good soccer. Uh, in LA, in, excuse me, in Seattle's not. It's just that simple. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like... If you're going to get up for a game, this is the game to get up for, right? I guess right? so. I guess so. It's at home if you're Seattle. And finally, and finally, on Sunday night, New York Red Bulls at home against D.C. United, the Titans of the East. Fox Sports 1... The 7 Titans p.m. Of the East. Oh, it's true. Though. It is it's though. It's true. This this has um supporter shield ramifications this game. That's true. You get a big swing in the points this game. You know, New York Red Bulls it's a stretch to to get to the supporter shield from here. DC it's not. If you're DC and you win this match, big for you. I want to take this moment to point out that earlier this season, Alex Soccer Kibler yeah. said that the New York Red Bulls would not finish the season in the top 10 of the Supporters' Shield race. And I want to remind Gingers that the agreement that he did not actually agree to <laughs> is that if they do, yeah. he owes me $700,000. Oddly specific amount. $700,000. Uh, we're talking about them competing for the supporter shield itself, and you were laughing the idea they'd even be in the top ten. They were playing mediocre soccer at the time. Uh, I defend my statement. Not over, but you defend are a piece of garbage. So let's statement. say this: this is a good rivalry game. These two teams hate each other. Oh, they really do. They also have a connection. Didn't Dax play for both? Did he really? I'm pretty sure he played for DC. I think he did, actually. I, I know it. he plays for New York Red Bulls, and he did mock you, which I enjoyed. But I listened to that today, actually. That's uh, pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I believe he also played for DC. So this game's at Red Bull Arena, correct? Yes. New York Red Bulls, two. DC United, two. Someone burns down the South Ward. <laughs> I, in honor of my friend Jeremy, who's moving away... Farewell, Jeremy. I'm going to take. Moving, he's going to become a Colorado Springs Switchbacks fan. Good for him because he wouldn't be caught dead being a he can't Krabbits, be a Krabbits fan. fan. Apparently, <laughs> Colorado, we love you. Jeremy does it. Oh, beautiful state. I, I want to say know. New York Red Bulls two, DC United one. I think Red Bulls are going to get the home win. You get the home win as Jeremy Swan song, and then they just ship think... him out on a boat like a Viking funeral. Yeah, light him on fire. Yep, and they'll say that's, that's what, what Colorado means. Uh, Bird Way, ways that you can get in touch with us, gingers at Straight Red Pod. That's the podcast at Jeff is famous on Twitter. That's Jeff at Alex S. Kibler on Twitter. That's me. Uh, straight Red at iCloud.com. Uh, straight Red Podcast on Instagram and Straight Red on Facebook. Jeff, it is now time for Quiet Time with Jeff. Um, the, the gingers out there are, are in need of your guidance. What do you have for them this evening? Sometimes a so called friend. And his girlfriend will set you up on a <laughs> double date. And he'll be convinced that he is going to see something very funny or amusing observing you on the date. He is. What he doesn't understand is you're going to find a way to destroy his relationship. Because <laughs> Ginger's the game never ends. The game is afoot. Go for the soccer game. Uh, you see a bug? Oh God! Bugs are constantly struggling. It's the <laughs> all the time, just always struggling. Life is a struggle for a pug, but you know what? It freaking love people. people. Love them. <laughs> if they love people, it makes no sense. We made an abomination. Yeah. And it's like I'm having a blast. <laughs> <laughs>